All right, before I start the show, I want to tell you about our sponsor, MetPro. Last spring, you might remember that I did an episode with MetPro's founder, Angelo Poli, about how his company has helped thousands of people understand their bodies better through metabolism tracking. Well, MetPro just launched a brand new tool that lets you see the same science and tailored strategy that their experts use. So you can start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to best. Now, my listeners get up to one month for free when you sign up, so head to metpro.co slash getfitguy to learn more. Welcome to the Get Fit Guys, quick and dirty tips to get moving and shape up. My name is Brock Armstrong, and I am the Get Fit Guy. Amino acids do things like enhance your workout performance, promote recovery, and help build muscle. But do we need to buy supplements of amino acids to keep on hand during our workouts? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, let's start with the basics. The most common muscle building supplement there is can be found right in your fridge, and it's called protein. When you eat protein, your body breaks the protein down into amino acids. Those amino acids are used to repair and grow your new muscle fibers. When you consume an adequate amount of protein, your body will experience something called a positive balance of nitrogen. Now, nitrogen balance is just a measure of protein metabolism, and it may sound complicated, but it simply means that if the intake of nitrogen into your body is greater than the loss of nitrogen from your body, there is an increase in the total body pool of protein. Now, this balance signals your body to get itself into an anabolic or muscle building state. Now, here's an interesting side note. Periods of growth in children and hypothyroidism, tissue repair, and pregnancy are also associated with a positive nitrogen balance. Now, on the other side, people who don't have access to sufficient amounts of protein, well, they can experience muscle atrophy and muscle wasting. The U.S. recommended daily allowance, or RDA, for protein is 0.36 grams per pound. And you may have heard reports saying that Americans eat far more protein than is required, but as my fellow quick and dirty tipper, the nutrition diva, pointed out in an article, well, that isn't exactly true, and I'll link to her article in the show notes for this episode over at quickanddirtytips.com slash getfitguy. Now, most Americans are not doing things like tearing muscle down under a barbell every single day. But for an active person like you who works out and follows this podcast, a protein intake of approximately 0.45 grams per pound of body weight is adequate. But before the fact that I just gave you a higher number than that first one, I said 0.36 grams per pound first and then 0.45 grams per pound just now... If that gives you the idea that more protein must be better, well, keep in mind that many studies have found that protein intake above 1.2 grams per pound of body weight provided no additional muscle building benefits. In fact, in extreme cases, excess protein consumption could increase your risk of dehydration and even kidney damage. So, yes, we need to consume adequate protein to build muscle, but do not go overboard. Researchers recently measured the effects of protein on muscle synthesis by feeding people steaks and then measured the rate at which their bodies built new muscle tissue after that meal. 
and they found that muscle synthesis went up by 50% after eating some beef, but four ounces of beef worked just as well as 12 ounces of beef, and was a lot easier on the pocketbook. Now that we've sorted out how much protein we need, let's look at amino acid supplements. Now you can think of these supplements as the building blocks of protein. Now in general, when you purchase them, there are two types branch chain amino acids and essential amino acids, BCAAs and EAAs. So let's explore what each one of those does. Let's start with the BCAAs. Now these have been used by bodybuilders and other strength-based athletes since the 1980s. They contain three amino acids, leucine, isoleucine, and valine. Now these are known to help your muscles repair faster and encourage recovery after a tough workout. Now, if you ask around, especially at your gym, you'll find they are pretty darn popular. But are they necessary? Well, the short answer is probably not. Unless a person has a very restricted diet, most people don't get much benefit from taking BCAAs. Yes, leucine, isoleucine, and valine are the three amino acids your body uses to repair muscle, and after a tough workout, your muscles do need repair, but these amino acids will repair tissue whether they are from a good meal or from a canister with the words max, power, and mega printed on them. Okay, let's look at essential amino acids now, or EAAs, which are sometimes called the indispensable amino acids because they cannot be synthesized by your body, which means they must be eaten. The nine amino acids humans cannot synthesize are, this is going to be tricky, phenylalanine, valine, threonine, tryptophan, methionine, leucine, isoleucine, lysine, and histidine. What makes them different? Well, essential amino acids are vital for muscle tissue development and cell repair when the muscles are recovering. And you can kind of think of it like this. Branch chain amino acids are the switch that turns on muscle building, and the essential amino acids are the actual fuel that makes them grow bigger. BCAAs prime your body for muscle growth, but you need the other building blocks to build actual tissue. Does that make sense? Building muscle requires working out. This is an important point. Taking amino acids or even simply eating a lot of protein-rich foods will not help you grow muscle on their own. Sure, you need adequate levels of protein in your diet to maintain muscle mass, but more is not going to turn you into an avenger. Research has shown that for males in their 20s, muscle synthesis peaks at the intake of about 20 grams of protein per meal. But as we get older, it takes a little more protein to hit that peak. Us older folks will need to get somewhere closer to 30 grams in a single meal. Now for your reference, that's about what you would get from 4 ounces of cooked chicken or beef or pork or about 6 ounces of tofu. In an article that was published in the Physician and Sports Medicine back in 2009, they stated that there is significant evidence that intense training increases the requirement for dietary protein. But notice that they used the words intense exercise. That is what I want to stress. Popping a bunch of protein or amino acid supplements is only beneficial 
if your exercise level is exceeding your dietary intake. And let's be honest, most of us are not exercising that intensely most days of the week. All right, so you're probably wondering now, okay, Brock, do amino acid supplements work or not? Well, simply put, yes, they do work. There is solid evidence that both BCAAs and EAAs increase protein synthesis and enhance recovery after a workout. But, and this is a big but, if you have been eating complete proteins, which I will get into in a little bit, before or after your workout, then you already have plenty of everything you need on board. In that case, just like the amount of protein that your body needs, taking more amino acids in supplemental form is unnecessary. All the goodness that your muscles need is in that steak, that chicken, that egg, that tofu, or fish that you ate for lunch or dinner last night. In fact, protein researcher Stuart Phillips, PhD at McMaster University, told Men's Health magazine, and I quote, Bottom line, if you're taking in adequate protein, then BCAAs are a complete waste of money. End quote. Now, some of you might be wondering, what happens if you work out before breakfast? Well, fasted workouts generally done before you eat breakfast are quite popular these days. I do it too. The problem that you might be wondering about is that if you crush a killer workout with zero food in your belly, that your muscles won't have the right amount of amino acids to rebuild. And this is especially a concern if you aren't also planning to eat soon after the workout. And you know what? That is where BCAAs can be helpful. Taking an appropriate dose of amino acids right after your hard workout can indeed give your muscles the building blocks they need to repair. But then again, eating an omelette shortly after that same workout would accomplish the same thing, so it's really up to you. Now before we wrap up, let's look at the best sources of amino acids, because let's face it, protein-rich foods are not all created equal. Some foods are said to provide what is called a complete protein, while others are known to be an incomplete protein. Now, the difference between the two comes down to which amino acids are present in each food. When a food contains all the essential amino acids, it is said to be a complete protein, and most animal proteins are considered to be complete proteins. But vegetable sources of protein, things like beans, seeds, and grains, are often missing some of those essential amino acids and therefore are considered incomplete proteins. But the bottom line is that amino acids are found in a number of healthy, protein-rich foods, including beef, salmon, egg yolks, cheese, quinoa, pumpkin seeds, and many nuts. Now, in her article, Protein Density, How to Get More Protein with Fewer Calories, the nutrition diva points out that protein density does not take into account protein quality because they contain a more optimal distribution of essential amino acids Animal proteins have a higher biological value than plant-based protein. So there you go. Unless your lifestyle has you avoiding animal protein, you are best off avoiding the plant-based protein choices. So should you take amino acids or not? Well, increasing your dietary protein up to a point or even supplementing your diet with some amino acids can help you improve your body composition, but only if you fit into one of these two criteria. 
Number one, you are not currently eating enough protein. And number two, you are exercising at a high enough level to exceed your current level of protein intake. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Get Fit Guy is written, narrated, and produced by me, Brock Armstrong, with some awesome editorial support from Karen Hertzberg. Our audience development and marketing coordinator here at Quick and Dirty Tips is Morgan Ratner. Our digital ad operations coordinator is Michelle Margulis. And our digital assistant is Emily Miller. And of course, our vice president and fearless leader is Kathy Doyle. If you enjoy this podcast, please find me on Twitter and Facebook. I'm at GetFitGuy, and you can also find me at BrockArmstrong.com. Now, what are you waiting for? Get out there and make use of those amino acids. <laughs> <laughs>